Good morning and welcome to Crime Over Coffee. We're your host. I'm Abby. And I'm Erica. Today we're going to be telling you guys some fun Christmas facts and a special Christmas message. So grab yourself some coffee and let's dive in. Hello, everybody. I am back from my little hiatus. As Erica told you guys earlier, I am currently working on my master's degree and finals in grad school can be very busy. But I am back and thank you guys for still joining in and listening to our special guests. And thank you to them for helping me out. So thank you to all my family members. And I have more family members if we need it in the future. You're so weird. (laughs) So this is not going to be our normal type of episode. It's going to be really goofy, very much off script, and very our personalities. We're pretty much letting our editor leave quite a bit of this in so that we can kind of all have a little bit of a break during the Christmas holiday. So this is just what Abby and I are like. And if you don't like it, I'm sorry. Not really. All right. So we've got a couple kind of funny Christmas related crime stories that I'm going to be telling you. And this is going to be Abby's first time hearing them. In 2011, a boy who was about 11 years old was at home in Ohio. And he happened to notice just a random strange man. He was 44. And he was just in the house. He happened to notice him sitting in his house. Yeah, in the little boy's house. Oh. And he noticed him sitting in the living room watching TV. Sure. So this 44-year-old man named Terry Trent was actually high on bath salts, and he'd broken into their home, but it wasn't because he wanted to steal anything. He went inside and put up their Christmas decorations for them. <laughs> he lit candles and hung a wreath on a garage door and then kicked back in the living room and watched some TV. And the little boy heard the TV on and went and looked and called his mom and said, Mom, there's a man in the house. And she was actually just at the neighbor's house. So she came over and they both described Terry to be really polite. And he said, quote, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to scare you. I'll get my things and go, end quote. What were his things? I don't know. <laughs> Did he bring the Christmas decorations with him and take them back he down? He might have brought them to put them up and just like pretend it was his own home. I don't know. I mean, I don't know that I'd be that mad if someone came and put up my Christmas stuff for me. I don't think I would be mad. I just think it's kind of funny. I like I I don't know. <laughs> it's very weird. You know, one time when I lived in an apartment right off campus. In the middle of the night, I woke up and went out to the kitchen to like get a drink of water and saw a guy sleeping on my couch. And I was like, whatever, it's probably one of my roommate's friends, like no big deal. And I went back to bed. And the next morning I asked them about it. They're like, no, n- none of our friends were here. And I was like, what? <laughs> They're like, we did not have anyone over. I'm like, so some man just walked into our apartment and passed out on our couch because he was gone in the morning when I got up. Got a couple things for you. <laughs> one, did you imagine him? I don't think so, but that's a fair point. My second question, was he a ghost? And my third question, why the hell was your apartment door unlocked? <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure why it was unlocked. That Because we didn't leave it unlocked. So I'm not sure how that happened. Maybe it was like a past tenant who had the same key. And he's like, oh, I don't want to walk home. I'll just pass out on this couch. <laughs> Probably not. 
Change your locks when you move into new places, guys. That's your lesson here. I think aren't apartment complexes supposed to do that? You would think so. I think so. Well, I guess you turn your keys back in, but like I know I've I've made. I was gonna say copies. you can make copies. Yeah, I know when the school that I went to, all of our dorm keys and apartment keys that we had for campus said that you couldn't make copies of them. Like they had that on them so you couldn't take it anywhere and get a copy made but i don't know if that's how all the colleges do i mean i I went to a small private college so that's a little different yeah but there's also those machines like the key machines you just put your key in and it yeah but i think it probably will scan it and see that engraving on there well i know specifically this apartment complex did not have that on there because i had to make a copy once okay well we're gonna go back to our stories instead of this (laughs) weird tangent that we went on about keys let us know what your keys look like, guys. What? <laughs> no, that's so t- <laughs> Just curious. What's your key? Send us copies. <laughs> you know, just put the address there just in case. Exactly. And if you want to include a copy of your social security, ain't nobody going to be mad. And I love to see people's credit card numbers. I mean, it's just fun to look at. It's so much fun. Also, make sure to send the expiration date so that I know if it's my birthday. And that CVV code on the oh. back. That's three like the icing com- on the cake. A three-number combo. We're going to lose an editor. <laughs> Again. Our next story is in 2013, when a South Carolina woman named Helen Williams had sent her husband to the store to bring back home beer because she was really craving it. I feel that. And he came back home and said that he was unable to get the beer because all the stores were already closed on Christmas Eve. And so they didn't have any beer for Christmas Day. And... Helen really got triggered by this statement, really pissed off, and ended up beating him and then stabbing him with a ceramic squirrel. (laughs) What? (laughs) The mystery has been solved. Here at Crime Over Coffee, our go-to caffeinated beverage for every episode is Fire Department Coffee. And you can get some as well and save 15% with our exclusive coupon code CRIMEPOD15. Owned and operated by firefighters and veterans, 10% of all their proceeds go directly to helping sick and injured first responders. And with an incredible range of flavors and caffeine strength, it's a company that all of us can easily support. So please go to firedeptcoffee.com and use our coupon code CRIMEPOD15 to support us, support them, help first responders, and get some incredibly tasty coffee along the way. When police arrived, he was laying on the floor covered in blood, and Helen told the cops that he fell, quote unquote. Into a ceramic squirrel that stabbed him. I don't know what the ceramic squirrel's report was, and I don't know why that's what she chose to attack her husband with. The sheriff's office asked her why she was also covered in blood if he just fell, and then she eventually finally told the story, and she was then charged with domestic violence and i assume he survived he did survive so he was stabbed in the shoulder and the chest oh so if somebody breaks into your house grab your closest ceramic squirrel yes unclear whether or not ducks will work we will let you know later our next story is in 2014 when a man named Terrace scott and gerard dupree went to walmart and they had this plan so gerard was going to fake a heart attack so that they could distract security And then Terrace would steal a motorized Barbie car and vacation house, which totaled to about $369. The biggest takeaway I have so far is that that totaled to over $300. Holy crap. Those motorized cars are expensive. (laughs) We're just going to like drive out with it. I don't know. Ooh, 
Maybe. <laughs> that would be smart, but not really. <laughs> not very efficient, but it would be funny. He's just like doing burnouts out of the Walmart. Just driving around in circles in the little Barbie car. The cops are like chasing him around like, come back here. I'm envisioning on like the Grinch when he's on the little car and he's like, everybody move. It's going to blow. <laughs> yes. Well, so the Gerard dude fell and like he, he kind of fooled some people at first and they were like, are you okay? And like people came and got him and terrorist was able to get the product and take it outside but shortly after gerard had collapsed and was laying there on the ground he ended up just getting up and leaving the store to go meet (laughs) terrace and then they drove off together in the same vehicle but walmart has these things called cameras (gasps) and they actually work unlike any Uh, of our other stories say and they were able to watch this entire thing happen And the two are then charged with grand theft. (laughs) Auto? Yes, because of the Barbie car. Between the two of them, though, these men had 30 plus arrests already. Jeez. You know, you would think you'd get a little bit more clever. You don't choose the crime life. It chooses you. (laughs) so irrelevant to what I was saying. What did you say? (laughs) I hate you. I said you'd think you'd get a little bit more clever after that many... I don't, we've talked about it before. I don't ever question the lack of intelligence in a criminal. Yeah. And our last story is in 2009 in New Hampshire, a couple described their Christmas as a bad Christmas. So Randy Young gave Heath Blom a Nintendo Wii for Christmas, which sounds nice, right? Yeah. No, wrong. Oh. Heath was mad. And he had wanted a remote control airplane, but... How old were these people? I don't actually know that. Oh. It doesn't say. Either way, Randy got upset because she was like, if you're not going to be grateful for what I got you, then, like, screw you. Which is fair. Yeah. And so she went to leave, but he grabbed her by the hair, and she didn't like that. Once again, fair. And she turned around and punched him right in the face. And they ended up pretty badly bruised, both of them, between this little dispute that occurred. And they were both charged with misdemeanor... (laughs) Charged with misdemeanor assault. So, better get your significant others exactly what they request for Christmas. Or they might punch you or stab you with a ceramic squirrel. That is complete sarcasm. (laughs) I would like to point that out. Christmas is a little bit of a uh, high-stress time for some people, I guess. I feel like you're just... This is what I was taught. You're supposed to be grateful for what you've been given. I don't know that grabbing your innocent squirrel and stabbing somebody is the way to go. You know, it's probably not ideal. But thank you guys for listening to our Christmas crime stories. I apologize for how weird this episode is. But hey, it's off the cuff. It's fine. If you guys stick with us after this, then we know that you are true fans. (laughs) Then we know that you're true listeners. And dedicated to Abby and Erica and I guess our editor too. We want to just wish you guys a Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays and enjoy this time off. And we know we're going to and really enjoy spending time with our families. So we hope you guys have that as well. Yes, we hope you guys all stay healthy and we will be back next week with an infamous case that actually happened in December.
Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Crime Over Coffee. You can find us on Instagram at Crime Over Coffee or on Facebook at Crime Over Coffee Podcast, where all of our photo and video content for each episode can be found. You can also email us your thoughts and case suggestions at crimeovercoffeepod at outlook.com. Also, all of our sources can be found in the show notes of each episode. If you would like, you can support us by going to anchor.fm slash crimeovercoffee. Donations are greatly appreciated and assist in making the podcast possible. Other ways to support us include recommending us to friends and family, giving us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, and subscribing to us on your favorite podcast listening medium. So again, thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.